People deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. Good morning to those of you in the UK. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and in some cases, good night. Hope you're all doing well and safe. Welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, people. Make sure, you know, one love to the Spotify and Apple crew and whatnot and the streaming platforms. Make sure you're following on that. One love to the YouTube ones that are watching this as well. So, yeah, one love for the support you guys give me and your continued support. Please make sure you're following, liking, subscribing on the socials, doing what you can for the engagement. Now, I hope everyone's doing well and safe on this Tuesday morning. I know I am, you know. Again, you know, one love to to everyone whose team got three points. If your team didn't get three points, I want you to leave this live, this this, this podcast right now. Now I'm playing. But yeah, man, if you've got three points, say aye, aye. I know not everybody can say that, man. So scary hours and whatnot. And what else is there? You know, the boys in blue lost, them Chelsea boys lost, you know. Obviously, the toilet, that toilet seat of a club, you know, with the toilet seat stadium lost. And I mean, you know, AJ took a L over the weekend at their place. You know, I'm pretty sure them players must have been there watching it because they, they came onto the Emirates and they picked up where they left off there and they were atrocious people. So, yeah, obviously, if you support Manchester United, Chelsea or Spurs, you didn't pick up three points um, this week. Neither did you if you're Liverpool. Crazy game against Brentford. And I think this week showed the Premier League. Sounds cliche, but it showed the Premier League for what it is and how in entertaining it is and whatnot now if i kick it off with my club arsenal you know me in these podcasts normally arsenal's last today so arsenal first thing and i can't lie one love to the supporters if you've been watching the clips i've cut up from my live stream if you've been watching my post-match opinions i've covered it in 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 good stead i feel you know arsenal free tottenham hotspur one arsenal free tottenham hotspur one arsenal free tottenham hotspur one i have to say it three times because we scored three goals and in large it was one-way traffic you know we did allow i feel them to i don't i wouldn't say safe face because nuno's not happy the players ain't happy the fans aren't happy you know but bear them bust out in the in the first half but I just feel in comparison to how we started, especially that first 20 minutes, the fact that 30 odd minutes in, we've got three goals. I do think there's some improvements Arsenal need to make. And I think there's the same kind of thing I was saying against Burnley and Norwich. I'm not, Obviously, unlike those two games, we gave ourselves a healthy lead. But there was moments where I feel we we made it. We gave Spurs too, in, too much encouragement. Like I didn't feel we didn't. We didn't know how to manage the game in the second half. I think Arteta, with, with bringing on subs, and I think with the players, I feel they were either sitting back on the edge of the area or they were attacking. I feel at times you just not don't know to force it. Just don't force it. And that's a not, that's what our young squad has to work on. And obviously, I think Spurs got their goal off the back of that because they did hit back eventually, but largely we wasn't troubled. Shout out to Ramsdale, you know, massive character from every one of those players who started. Obviously, I'm encouraging to see, you know, for me, to the fact that we've come out of this game whatever people have to say about Spurs they're one of the best teams in the league that's the biggest praise I'll give Spurs on their day they've still got Harry Kane I know he looks disillusioned you know he's probably in the headlines for the wrong reasons you know my striker stood up to be counted winning headers scoring goals and counter-attacking Harry Kane's basically we had 13 players because the fans made a lot of noise Kane you know Kane basically got two assists you know thank you very much Kane you know Ben White's beat him too easily in the air for the first, for one of the goals and obviously Kane's lost the ball at one end, tried to rectify his mistake and obviously inadvertently has allowed his players to, has allowed his 
his England colleague Saka to score. So, yeah, they're quality side. They're quality on the counter-attack. I was a bit... Obviously, it's North London derbies. But to be fair, going into the game, Spurs' form has been woeful. Got them their asses handed to themselves against Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Shaky vic midweek victory against Wolves. So, it was coming. But you do feel... Form got cliche, but form typically goes out the window for these derbies. You know, you get the fans get behind you, all of them sort of things there. And I didn't see that from Spurs. And from a tactical front, I think, you know, Nuno, considering he done the double over us twice as a Wolves gaffer last season, he messed up. I feel Spurs, unusually, they didn't have much on the counter. There was one incident in the second, in the first half, sorry, Suns forced a good save from Ramsdale. Apart from that, there wasn't anything really. You know, ironically, I think Ramsdale had to make the better saves than, than Loris. So there's a lot of lessons to learn, really. Just, you know, just controlling the game. I felt we could have frustrated Spurs a bit more, taking our time over the free kicks they were conceding and gaps were opening. I did feel... We needed our second goal as well because I feel for me the most enjoyable was the first 20 minutes. We was aggressive. We had them penned in their own area. Every player wanted to win their individual battles and the team wanted to wanted to win the collective battle. Ben White and Gabriel, they wanted to defeat their strikers. You know, Tierney and Tomiyasu stood up to be counted. Big performance from Ramsdale and good leadership at, um, behind all of them. You know, the midfield... I'm not going to sit here and lie. I didn't want Xhaka to play. And I don't think I've learned anything about Xhaka. I don't think it changes anything about Xhaka. We know he has quality moments. You know, let's be honest. We have been here before in that we've beaten Spurs. And we've beaten Spurs with Granite Xhaka. We've actually won big games with Granite Xhaka against United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs. So it's nothing new. You know, it's actually nothing new as a team that we've won this game. I'm, don't get it twisted. I'm happy from what I saw. You know, there was brave decisions from the gaffer. Again, Going into it, Mana could have said, you know, should Lacazette be playing instead of Aubameyang? Should Pepe be on the bench? You know, a lot was made over the Halem boys' form and whatnot. Xhaka in midfield. I think we got them all day. We, we got all of that spot on, really and truly. But we've done this before. Like, under Arteta, we've been good in these big, generally, you know. As much as we've won big games, we've got smacked up. But generally, we've done all right in big games. He showed me he can plan and things can pay off. we still got a long way to go. But again, there's 38 Premier League games and... This is what we do. We win battles, not wars. We done this last season. You know, we won at Old Trafford for the first time in a while. I can't even remember, but we got at least minimum four to six points off Chelsea, I'm sure. Um, did we beat them at the bridge? We definitely beat them at the Emirates. I'm not sure about at the bridge. I think we did. I'm not sure in it. But we done. We got a we've been getting results. So I haven't really learned anything. I know you lot can do this. Can you make this the minimum? Now we're gonna win, lose, and draw games. But what I mean by that is the first tap, bro, Abamian. People talk about hold up play, about what he offers when he don't score. For me, forget his goal. His goal was fantastic and the move was he led from the front. You know, he led from the front. Where has that been? You know, Granit Xhaka actually fouling, man, and not getting yellow cards. Where has that street smart been? You know, where has it been? And the thing is, these boys have to turn it on all the time because we've got an informed Brighton team. You saw them yesterday. In fact, we've got Crystal Palace and Brighton to come. Mupe scored. We know he's a villain. We know Welbs is a villain. We know Basuma probably wants to put in a performance. You know Graham Potter's getting plaudits. We've got a big test. And October to November, in fact, from now till January, there is no run of fixtures you look at and say, yeah, if Arsenal, you might can build up form. The only reason, the only way we're going to do that is by winning and installing confidence. So, you know, obviously it's Tuesday now. The Spurs, the, 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 it's gone now, isn't it? For, for the, my, my, what I would say to the players, enjoy the Sunday, enjoy Sunday evening, hell, and even enjoy Monday morning. But once you come into London Coley on that Monday afternoon or Monday morning or whatever for your recovery session, North London Derby's gone. It's gone because he really and truly, you know, I like the fact that, you know, take no excuses from our result. You know, typically people focus on how poor Spurs were, 
we 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 played Spurs at the right time. We hit a wounded animal. I don't know if that's going to be the case when we go to their place. Um, so again, it's nice result, build up form, get a bit of confidence. But it's now on to Brighton. I'm respect for winning those games last last week. I challenged the boys. Can you get two Ws? Handled business against Wimbledon and Spurs. So two London derbies. I'm forcing it a bit. We took care of business. You know, I think old oh, man of the match. I can't pick. I'd probably give it Xhaka because I felt without you would handicap our midfield. You bossed it. Partey, bossed it. One of Partey's best performances in an Arsenal shirt so far. And we know he's a good player. We know fitness is the only issue. But, you know, these are the games you want to see, man, stand out. There was one lovely pass for Aubameyang. You know, the midfield dominated. Ja I'll give it to Xhaka because I don't think you should start. I had no real confidence in your ability in this game. But you, you proved me wrong. You know, credit where due. So I'd probably give it to him. I feel Ramsdale. Very good. Already becoming a leader and one of the biggest characters in this team. Gabriel, not going to get the plaudits, but very good. Ben White, I know he bust case for a potential penalty. Extremely good. Tomiyasu, so refreshing to have a right back that does just does his job. Wins everything in the air. Very good technically. Think he can offer a bit more going forward because he looks like he's got it in his locker, but it's probably an adjustment thing, you know. We're getting now at the right times. The goal we conceded, I feel Tomiyasu, Saka, Odegaard, Partey, you know, us as a whole team could have done better in the build-up to that. Similar to Smith-Rowe's goal, we're chasing shadows. But yeah, man, I like the build, the defensive building block. Still don't believe in Xhaka and Partey as a partnership. It's very hit and miss. Now, on Sunday, it was a hit. There's going to be misses. Um Odegaard, good game. Aubameyang, good game. The Haylem boys, very good games. Goal and assists a piece and they needed it. And I think it's no coincidence for Arteta. You play the same team, we get a bit of stability. You bring Gabriel on defence, we look a bit better. You put Saka... Listen, I, I think a lot is made about Saka on the right and left because I remember when Saka was first busting through, I told people, this man can play right wing. He probably is a right winger. No, we can't. He's on the left. This and that. Blah, 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 blah. Bro, Saka needs to... I don't think his form has been because he's on the left. Obviously, he's gone back out to the right. There's more options. He had a good game. If he had a good game off the left, what would we say? For me, he's a right winger um, every day of the week. But we need both of these these wingers that we've got to affect the game on both on both sides, people. So I'm happy to see Saka there. Saka started on the right in my lineup and so um, in my preview lineup. So he did. Nice to see a bit of confidence for our number seven. The same goes for Smith Rowe. Lovely play from Smith Rowe. I enjoyed his goal. Don't get it twisted. But I enjoyed his, you know, his, his how him, how him, and, you know, it wasn't just him, but how him and Abamian broke for, I believe, Abamian's goal where he's, he's assisted him. Um, so, yeah, quality performance from them. Long may it continue. Hopefully, Southgate was in the crowd. You know, again, pardon me, Hansi Flick's been at a couple of Bundes, um, um, Premier League games, the former Bundesliga um, champion winning coach with Bayern Munich and now current German national team gaffer. Leno was on the bench, so make of that what you will. Maybe there's conversations there and there's something to be had in January. Um, only thing I would, I think Mikel Arteta got everything spot on. Only thing I would say is, as a team on the pitch, was quite naive in the second half. I did feel we needed... Just I feel probably Lokonga if more than anything earlier than we did because we was the, the, the transit the midfield was getting a bit too open. But other than that, we stood up to be counted. You know, three wins on the trot, nine nine points. There are little when you nitpick things we can improve upon, and of course, and things aren't done yet. People, the season is far from done. What what winning does show is that it can change narrative. Now I'm not going to sit here and say the pressure has gone away from Mikel Arteta, but it's hardly the pitchforks and you know all of a sudden Abamian is a captain now after people spent weeks waffling. All of a sudden, they can see Odegaard. The jury's still out on Ben White and Ramsdale, but they had good, good appearance. They had good performances, and that's a positive for me as well. Seeing the new signings again, they're gonna go through moments of good and bad form. Same way Ramsdale's proving people wrong. 
there might be a time where people might say, look, I told you, there's going to be a time where he's in a woeful bit of form when he's saving things he shouldn't save. Because there are one, two bits in his game I think can improve. I watched the game three times and I still can't make up my mind. There was a half-arced effort from Kane and he done well to save it. And I think Tommy Asu spilt, um, Tommy Asu um, cleaned up what was spilt. But I was thinking, has he seen it late? Could he hold on to that? Obviously, Xhaka did very well to evade Hoiberg or foul Hoiberg. Whatever he did, he got away with it, innit? it? On another day, Ramsdale, do you, I know that, you know, one thing I like about Ramsdale is like, it's not, we, we were quite wrong to trust his, to, to question his ball playing ability. He's actually probably overconfident and just, there's little things like that, you know, Ben White, that penalty incident, could it have went left? You know, Tommy Asu slightly switched off for the goal um, and things like that. So I'm just nitpicking. These are things to improve upon. We've got a young squad, but I like to see, my point is, I'm liking the summer signings. I don't think anyone's anything to write home about. If anything, that my biggest expectation is on Ben White because he cost 50 million. He was in the England squad. Odegaard's played for Real Madrid, cost big money in the Norway captain. They're the ones I was expecting immediate impacts. And I feel with Odegaard, I don't see why some Arsenal fans don't rate. Yeah, he needs to get more goals and assists. And I do think at times he was a bit sloppy on the ball against Spurs, but quality presses. I think he he could have been subbed, Um, if I can remember. Did he get subbed or he should have been subbed early? It looked like he, he tanked out. That's another point, you know. Going back to Arteta's first couple of games at the Emirates against Chelsea United, week to back, back to back, you know, when you look at them games there, the way we're doing this pressing thing, we're not clearly like like a Liverpool. Like we're not fully fitting this thing. Like half of their players could probably do it for ninety minutes. For us, we can do it for 60, 70 Players start get, maybe even uh, maybe even forty five to 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 to, to fifty five, and people start getting a bit tired. And I'm not critiquing that. It takes a lot out of you, and I like that. But maybe that's where we need to understand our players. People are looking a bit knackered because I can't lie. You know the front five in particular. You know. Um, you know, I say, I say, I say from, I say front five. You know, I say, I'd, I'd actually say Abamian, Odegaard, Smithrow, Saka, and I say at a point, Xhaka, because they're pressing, they looked a bit knackered in that second half. Really, the whole team did because we're giving our maximum. So there are little things we can build upon, but it's always nice to win a, a North London derby. It's always nice to win a derby, and this is our, but not that there's many to go off, but it's our, it was our best for me, forty-five minutes in relation to the first half, best twenty minutes if we was to scrutinize it more. Clearly, the best we've performed then. You know, I liked how we played against Burnley in particular. I like how we played against Spurs. Now, both teams kind of flattered us and they were poor, but we can't, you know, I don't like the whole, if Arsenal lose, we'd waffle on and we build up these teams to be good teams before it. So why do we do this lazy thing where it's just, it, it becomes something away from praising Arsenal's victory and just looking at how poor Spurs were. Yeah, Kane looked woeful. Son was anonymous. Mora was here and there and had the best chance, but didn't really do nothing. Tanganga out of position. Regulon got an assist, played poor. Brian Gill played better than Bearman. Endombele, a couple cute touches, nothing of note. You know, the centre-halves in the key... I felt sorry for Loris, if anything, you know, because the defence was at sixes and sevens. But Arsenal can't be accountable for that. And one thing that annoys me in football nowadays anyways is that you're not allowed to be happy your team won. Like, yeah, this, this result hasn't changed anything. You know, there's still question marks over what we're doing. But why are we not allowed to be happy? Definitely to win a North London derby against our rivals. I think that's one taboo in football. And I think I see it with United fans, Arsenal fans, Spurs fans, every sort of fan. There's always a fan base that says, like, makes out that their same fan base can't be happy they've they've won. You know, that's what football's about, winning in 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 in, in 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 short, or me as an Arsenal fan, I like to win. I like to see good football. I like to see pride in the performance, and that made me happy. Now I don't know. We might do some foolishness against Brighton. The jury's still out, but you get the point, and you get where I'm going. Like it's like I just I just don't like that. But 
that's where I'm concerned with Arsenal Football Club people. I've spent a long time on that, and that's probably the last time that I need to I need to speak on on that. Like I said, it was a good week of football, people. Good weekend, better yet. You know, Brentford and Liverpool free free. Shout out to Ethan Pinnock. You know, Ethan Pinnock, uh, Antonio. You know, Jamaican internationals, Damari Gray, go and get the call up. You know, you had a decent game assisting for Leicester. There was a couple of others as well. You know, Smith Rowe, I swear he's got the blood in him. So again, that's that, you know. So yeah, man, obviously where the results of the weekend are concerned, you know, yesterday Crystal Palace won, Brighton won, Southampton nil, Wolves won, Arsenal three, Tottenham Hotspur won, Chelsea nil, Manchester City won, Manchester United nil, Aston Villa won, Everton two, Norwich nil, Leeds one, late minute Antonio Drama saw, saw them lose two goals to one against West Ham. Sorry, but Leicester and Burnley 2-2. Jamie Vardy technically got a hat-trick. One for the other team and two for his own team. Watford and Newcastle drew 1-1. A long-ranged effort from Longstaff cancelled out by Ishmael Assar. And as I was just saying, Brentford versus Liverpool. Crazy, you know. And I think, you know, obviously Brentford away is not so much of a shocker now, isn't it? Now, Arsenal were poor there, but them games there is crazy. You know, I want Brentford to stay up, but crazy. One thing I like about them, the fans get behind them. They never give up and they fight to the to the end and they scored some decent goals. And obviously, Salah almost got shagged by VAR. Dra dramatic game. It's one of those things both teams need to do better because they drawed 3-3. But it's one of those games, man. I think both teams cancelled each other out. I think it was one of those games the footballing God just said, you know what, this is going to be a mad thing. And it wasn't all in all stretch of the imaginations, you know. Liverpool's getting penned back. They're hitting back. You know, Curtis Jones is scoring a banger. Did deflect a bit, but scoring a banger. Brentford are still hitting back. Super subs are making a difference. Great point for Brentford, you know. Liverpool, obviously, is probably two points dropped, especially because United and Chelsea, two teams that are expected to fight for the league as well as you, have dropped points, people. So it was a mad game, man. Really mad game. Credit to Brentford. Obviously, with respect to Brentford, they could have won this in their own right. But obviously... You have to look at it as two points dropped for Liverpool and a point game for Brentford. Now, I'm not saying Brentford aren't disappointed. They took the lead, you know, in the 27th minute. They didn't hold on to it too long. They held on to it for about five minutes because in the 31st, Jota scored, you know. They're a, they're a team with respect that's been promoted from the Championship. You don't get promoted and win playoffs or leagues and do all of these things. Obviously, they didn't win the league, but you don't win playoffs and put up form to get into the playoffs if you're not able to hold on to leads. So, within Brentford's own right, I'm sure they'll be disappointed. But I think it was one of them games where it was just a mad thing. Like, it's just a mad thing. Obviously, Liverpool had it snatched from them at the end, so it might feel a bit more gutting for them as well. But I just think it was one of the mad games that the footballing God said, you know what, this has to be lit. So, yeah, man. Jota, Curtis Jones and, and, and Salah scored. Pinnock, Ayika and Yisse also scored for Brentford. Crazy game, man. Value for money if you was a travelling fan or a home fan, you know. At least in the grand scheme of things, emotion gone. It's a good point, really, man. And I, I would like, I actually think Brentford have a good chance of staying up, man. I want them to in it, really and truly. Um, I like what they do as a football club. I like their DNA. I like how they, you know, their manager moves. I like how the club moves. You know, you get the vibe that obviously the first priority with Brentford is to stay into is to stay in the division. But you get the vibe that there's ambition there. Like there's certain clubs that do this yo-yo thing. There's certain clubs you get the vibe that. I'm not saying everyone has to have ambition to win the league. I'm sure everyone would. But there's some clubs that get promoted. You don't really... It's like they don't really want to be a Premier League team. Like, with respect to Leeds, when Leeds come up, you can tell they're targeting Europe. Wolves, they were targeting something. Do you get it? A bit of stability and we take it from their sort of thing. Leicester a couple of years ago, look at what they're doing now, you know, after returning to the Premier League. 
I like that. You know, a bit of ambition, trying to build on things. Villa as well, same logic to that as well. Um, so, yeah, 3-3 three, three where Brentford versus Liverpool are concerned. 2-2 two, two where Leicester versus Burnley are concerned. You know, VAR was shagging a lot of people. Josh King, I think Burnley had a late equal, had a late winner disallowed. Now, I'm not saying these people aren't offside. They are, but it, it, it must be gutting, you know, to, 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 to just see that. And obviously, Vardy... It's the age-old thing why strikers, sometimes you don't want them defending. Javadi's got up at his near post and it's a good header. Fortunately, it's into his wrong, it's into the wrong goal, people. Past Casper Schmeichel, you know, he scored a very, you know, they, the two goals he scored were very good goals. I liked his second where I think Kelechi's fled, fed him in. Pope's running off his line too early, but he's gone round Pope basically and he's pulling in with his left foot. A very good finish from a very experienced striker, you know, despite him getting on, he's ageing like fine wine and... Jamie Vardy, if, if you didn't know, I think, you know, you can't not know. Not only is he a Leicester legend, he's undoubtedly a Premier League legend. I think people forget this guy's been playing in the Premier League only from 27, 28, you know. Imagine if he had the conventional path to football into the Premier League. Now, maybe without that adversity, he might not be the same Jamie Vardy and he might not ultimately be the same level of player he is, people. It's a bit like Harry Kane. I always think, where would Kane be if he, you know, got blooded in at Spurs and was first team like that from 18? Where would he be? But sometimes this is the story. Maybe if he never got that adversity and that experience going out elsewhere, he might not have ever became the Harry Kane he became. So, yeah, man, 2-2 where Leicester and Burnley are concerned. You know, still a mixed bag where Leicester started the season. Leeds versus West Ham, absolute comeback, people. You know, Rafina scored and Rafina was unlucky not to have a second. Very good player, obviously. Are we going to give that to Bowen or are we going to say a Firpo own goal or something? But I'll give it to Bowen. Bowen and Antonio snatched it late. And, you know, West Ham have been good this season. They've picked up where they've left off. You know, they probably... I know Karma came back to hit Man United with a missed penalty, but, you know, they probably should have won that game outright. And, you know, let... West Ham are building something. I'm sure, you know, the fans are cool with the owners now and cool with David Moyes now. It's not it's not easy to beat Leeds, especially at Ellen Road. So 2-1 victory, that's a very good that's a very good three points. You know, again, I, I Leeds are a very difficult team to go away to. That's one of the most hard-fought points West Ham are ever going to fight for this season, if I'm honest with you. Everton won 2-0 against Norwich. As I said, Norwich seemed to be in trouble. Ozan Kabach, I don't know what he's doing for the Townsend pen. Good assist from Damari Gray to pick out the Corey. 2-0 clean sheet. Everton back to business in that regards, people. Uh, Manchester United lost 1-0 to, to Aston Villa. I felt sorry for De Gea. I felt sorry for, for Varane, if I'm honest with you. I felt sorry for actually Wan-Bissaka to a degree and Pogba in the second half. Now, I know De Gea, there was a couple of buki passes. Pogba the same, but... You know, Varane was, I think Varane at times was getting overran just because it's, it's, it's kind of rhymes, just because his, his defence is at sixes and sevens. Fred isn't good enough. You know, it just, I don't know. Certain players just look like they're beyond, they're, they're below pass. You know, probably Ronaldo, Ronaldo was incredibly anonymous and on a bad day, that's what you get. I think everything for United was just topped off with the missed penalty. Ronaldo should have taken it. You know, Bruno said, you know, cool, I want to take it. The man that, you know, if, if Ronaldo isn't the man you want it to fall to, he lives for these penalties. I don't know where he's what he's doing, you know, with that shot. That shot's probably landed in Portugal, people, really and truly. Or, or he's probably smashed out his own windows of his house in Manchester with that. Because I know Old Trafford's a massive, a massive stadium, but I, I still think that football's still floating in the air, people. That was a ridiculous one. I don't know what he's tried to do. I don't know if it's pressure. I don't know if that's always his technique, but it is what it is. Even if they did score that, it would have been a it would have been a one-one. 
And there was obviously times like Ollie Watkins, if he wasn't so greedy, Aston Villa could have ran away with this. I do love the rattling scenes where Bruno missed and what the Villa players were doing. I do love Martinez when the when he um, when I won't say he, he saved the pen, but you know the penalty, the little dance with the fans. I like that. Um, sixes and sevens. It's classic United. What I've seen is like whether they win, lose, or draw games because they've won games like this. Ronaldo's debut way back twice. They make games harder than it needs to be. You know, as an Arsenal fan growing up, there was more one-sided traffic to United's game. And I just think even when they win, it's, it's they make too much of a meal of things. You know, they don't start well necessarily or they're not ending well. There's, you know, they're not, there's, you lot, you lot know what I'm on about, innit? I don't think, I think United make things harder than it needs to be and they win, lose or draw the same way, ultimately in this, this fashion. The same way I, they played today, well, in this defeat, the same way I see them play against Newcastle, same way I see them play against Young Boys when they lost, even at a point they was winning, you know, still relying on individual brilliance, still imbalances. And again, that midfield isn't levels. People like Fred and McTominay, they're not levels, you know, really and really and really and truly. I think Greenwood was all right in what he could do. As I said, Pogba tried. Um, Varane, I felt sorry for him. De Gea, I felt sorry for him. You know, Shaw is injured now, I believe. So that's one for the FPL ones. Harry Maguire, again, Harry Maguire, like a lot of the players that have come back from the Euros, just look way too leggy, really. And it's not even the a tired thing. There was one incident, he, he, I think he, I can't remember what, what half it was, but he tried to play it back to De Gea. He's really put De Gea under trouble. I think De Gea swiped at it with his left peg. Ultimately, it came to nothing, clearly, but they've got to do a bit better. Ultimately, you can't win them all, but it's one of them where, it's a bit like Arsenal. It's like you can praise Villa. Villa did all right. They did well. But it's like you you look at the self implodement from United or the, the switching off and all of these sort of things. It's ultimately a cheap goal to concede. And it keeps putting the pressure on Ole Gullisolskjaer now, people. Obviously, after getting defeated and knocked out of the cup, you didn't win at the weekend. You've got Champions League this week as well. I'm sure who's United got? Have they got Atalanta? I could be wrong, people. I should know because... It's Champions League and make sure you're following, pardon me, make sure you're following me on Twitch and on YouTube because I, I believe 5.45 today is Ajax Besiktas. I changed it from Interchapter. I'm going to be watching that. That's going to be on Twitch. Then 8pm. I don't know if I'm going to do Chelsea, Juventus or what, but yeah, man, you know, 8pm, come back to YouTube and we'll be there. So United lost. Again, United probably kicked themselves a bit more because if you won that, Liverpool drop points, Chelsea drop points. You can keep manoeuvring and things and you've got Cristiano Ronaldo. You have to challenge for the league title, in my opinion. Manchester City won, Chelsea nil. Obviously, Chelsea, probably the poorest they've played this season. You know, Thomas Tuchel was due to lose at some point uh, to Pep Guardiola. You know, he's had Pep Guardiola's number. Um, you know, for, for City, as I said, and it was nice to see Henri confirm it, I think Bernardo Silva, all action, everywhere building, just had a very good game. Rodri had a good game for me. Cancelo had a good game. Um, Diaz and Laporte were decent. Walker was all right. I think Gab has worked well. A lot of people are saying that uh, Jack Grealish played um, played poor. I don't think he did, if I'm honest with you. I think he did all right. Um, I think it was a good team performance, really and, really and truly. I think the balance was there. I think, you know, maybe Chelsea expected... expected um, Sterling or something to play. I think what I saw from 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 City was quite good, man. I think Bernardo, uh, Bernardo, Kevin De Bruyne was was slightly off the pace, but apart from that, well, the beat is what well, is. Obviously, they went to sleep for the goal. I just think it was a bad day at the office from Chelsea. You know, the midfield again. It like it's like they were they were. Chelsea are very confident in possession, and you know Kovacic has some great flicks and whatnot. But it's like they were putting it. You could you could tell if Chelsea weren't going to concede the goal, they was. 
someone was going to sell a teammate short because there was a lot of stray passes, a lot of under-hit passes. It just weren't quite Chelsea. They just they just weren't quite there. I see what he tried to do with Lukaku and Werner. It didn't work. Werner did chase a couple lost causes, but it, it, did, it didn't work. So, yeah, man, Man United, Manchester City, sorry, done what they needed to do, really and truly. You know, where Southampton and Wolves are concerned, people, um, obviously, sorry, Crystal Palace won, Brighton won, you know, Zaha scored before a late cancelization from Mupe. Again, goal kicks, you know, it, Palace's goal was equaliser that they've conceded has come from a poor goal kick. Newcastle, um, man said Newcastle. Southampton, um, man said Southampton. Um, yeah, man, I can't, I can't even remember. Sorry. Brighton have won the header and they've, and, you know, they've won the first and seconds and then they've started it and they've scored. It was a, it was a cheap goal. And there was someone else. Who else conceded this week from a, from that? Was it Watford? I don't think it was Watford. But someone else did a silly goal kick and they conceded as a result of that as well, really, if I can remember correctly. I can't even remember, but yeah, where Watford are concerned, you know, Longstaff scored a bang off in Newcastle. Shout out to Ben Foster. As much as I'm giving um, Ishmael Asada praise, Ben Foster was a man inspired, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, so, yeah, it was quite a mad one. And obviously, where Southampton and Wolves are concerned, um, you know, all there is, is I can't lie, leave a mental had a tough day physically, I feel. But you know, credit to Jimenez. That's I think it was the Jimenez goal, you know. I think it's a long, I think it's a long ball forward. I think it's a long ball forward by Jimenez. One second, please. What's that? Long Sorry, folks. I thought I had noise from I thought I thought I had thought, thought someone knocked my door. Sorry, folks. Um, yeah. My neighbor, I got my window open. I can hear my neighbor. I thought someone was knocking my door. But anyways, people, as I was saying, you know, one love to Jimenez for scoring. Obviously, he's had a tough time with with his with, with his with, with, with what's happened to him. You know, it's a good goal from him. I think he bullied Lever Mento and that's what the Mexican international does, and that's made a career. And you know, Wolves would do that. They were woeful last week, it is what it is. So, yeah, to recap everything. Crystal Palace and Brighton 1-1. Southampton lost a goal to nil to Wolves. Arsenal in the North London derby once again. Three Spurs won. You know, what do we think of shit? Tottenham. What do we think of Tottenham? Shit. Thank you. That's all right. But anyways, you know, Chelsea nil. Manchester City won. Manchester United nil. Aston Villa won. Everton 2. Norwich nil. Leeds won. West Ham United 2. 2-1 West Ham, sorry. Leicester and Burnley drew 2-2. Watford and Newcastle drew a goal apiece. And you had Brentford 3, Liverpool 3. So, decent week for me as an Arsenal fan. Could actually watch match of the day, people. It was a pleasure. And also on that topic as well, folks, you know, there's been some crazy games. You know, there's been a lot of goals, people, you know. No goal. There's been no goalless games, you know. There's been goals in every game. Can't always say that in the Premier League, but saying that, Oh, yeah, you could last week. Southampton and, and City drew, which probably did. if you had to bet your money, you wouldn't have thought that. But it is what it is. In relation to the games to come, we'll deal with everything next week, people. Well, on Friday's edition, make sure you've got a mental note. You're setting your reminders on YouTube. You know there's two editions a week of the DG podcast. Um, but just looking at, this, at the Premier League purely, people, you've got Manchester United, Everton. Big result, big game that, and you know I'm going to be doing a watch along on Twitch of that. Again, it's already up, so go and set your reminders on Twitch. Um, you've got Burnley, Norwich, Chelsea, Southampton, Levermento, Derby, Leeds, Watford, Wolves, Newcastle, Brighton versus Arsenal, and then on the Sunday you've got Palace, Leicester, Spurs versus Villa, West Ham against Brentford, and you've got Liverpool versus Manchester City from 4:30. Absolute Mazzolini. 
So, yeah, man. But obviously, again, like I keep saying, there's Champions League action this week, people. So, yeah, where the Champions League is concerned, let's bring up these things, not Champions League highlights. Don't know why Google showed me that. Let's bring up the Champions League fixtures, people. Now, obviously, where the Champions League's concerned, Shakhtar the next versus Inter Milan live from 5.45. Ajax versus Besiktas, which I said we're going to be watching on Twitch from 5.45 as well. You've got Real Madrid against Sheriff from 8pm today. You've got Milan versus Atletico Madrid from 8pm today. You've got Dortmund versus Sporting today. You've got PSG versus Manchester City, which I'll be watching as well, folks. Make sure you join me on YouTube. You've got Porto, Liverpool, Leipzig, Bruges, um, tomorrow, you've got Atalanta versus Young Boys. You've got Zenit against Malmo. You've got Wolves against Sevilla. We're probably going to do a watch along on Twitch for RB Leipzig versus... No, online. That, that's, that's, that's today at 8, so we can't. Tomorrow, Zenit versus Malmo. Atalanta, Young Boys, no contest. We're going to be doing a watch along on Twitch. Atalanta, Young Boys, 5.45 kickoff. So I'll probably be live 5.20 or something like that. But anyways, you've got Atalanta, Young Boys tomorrow. Zenit, Malmo, Wolfsburg, Sevilla. Bayern Munich, Dynamo, Kiev. RB Salzburg versus Lille, Juventus, Chelsea, Benfica, Barcelona, and a repeat of the Europa League final. You've got Manchester United against Villa Real, folks, people. Obviously, Europa League, where the Europa League is concerned, people. Um, on Thursday, you've got Antwerp against Frankfurt, Legia Warsaw against Leicester City, Sparta, Prague versus Rangers, Napoli, Sparta, Moscow, SK, Stormgrass against PSV, Lyon versus Bromby, Fenerbahce, Olympiacos, Real Sociedad, Monaco, Ferencavos, Real Betis, Bellerin there, Braga versus Midland, Ludigrets versus Red Star, Marseille, Celebes Marseille against Galatasaray, Lazio against Lokomotiv Moscow, Gent against Dynamo Zagreb, West Ham against Rapid Vienna, and Celtic against Leverkusen. And obviously, these days you've got Conference League and them thing there. So I keep forgetting about that one as well, people, which is also on Thursday, which scares I keep forgetting this ain't a real competition. LSK against Tel Aviv, Zora against Roma, Outskirt against HZK, Kluge against Randers, AZ Alkmaar against Jambonek, Partizan against Flora, Gent against Arna Francis, CSK Sofia against Bodo, Kat Yarabag against Omonia, Copenhagen against Lincoln Red Ilks, Tottenham against Mora, Vitesse Renz, Una Berlin against Maccabi Haifa, Pakao against Sloven Berislava, Basel against Kerat, Feyenoord against Slavia Prague, which hopefully Reese Nelson's part of. Boy, that one there sounding a bit mad, folks. I can't can't sit here and cap to you. Them ones there sounding a sounding extreme extremely mad. In relation to Jaden Sancho, his former the Dortmund people are getting on are not getting onto him, but offering support. Apparently, Jaden Sancho's lack of game time at Manchester United is hurting the soul of the man who sanctioned his move. Jotin Watts. I mean, you got 73 million off a player you had for a couple of years and the cycle keeps spinning. I'm sure you don't care. But the 21-year-old has only started two, got two of Manchester United's five Premier League games. And I think I look at him, I look at Mount, I look at historically this season, Saka, I look at Maguire, elements of Luke Shaw. A lot of these, I won't say folding because he's been injured, but just to paint a picture, a couple of these England Euros guys, they are having a bit of a hangover. I don't know if it's a mental thing physically. A lot of them have come back early. I don't know what it is, but a lot of them are having that. 
But in relation to Jaden, he said, of course, I keep track of what he's doing. It also hurts my soul that he is so neglected. I love Jaden. When you see him play, you get tears in your eyes. I think his problem is that he has not settled in the England national team. Okay. What else did he say? No, I think that's it. Um, Int said on him, I know he's still young and I get that he's still learning, but this is not a FIFA game. It's not all about dribbling and little flicks. Nice when they come off, but play proper football. And he has to know when to do it. But I mean, I don't agree with that because that is Jaden Sancho. You know, he's a very strong dribbler. He's got the X factor. He wants to ball in all in all conditions. It's about balance, but that's what's got him to the, the stage of what he is. And that's what's got him to move to Man United. Man United need a winger that's going to get onto man and take man on. And I think Jaden needs to adapt and he can do that. There's a lot that he needs to answer for. Obviously, I have to apply a bit of Oli tax because, I, listen, I know Ronaldo's going to score goals. Bruno's going to be up there. Pogba's running away with assists still. I haven't really got anything to go on, but... Oli doesn't strike me as an attacking football attacking coach. So if he can't, I don't know if he'll be able to facilitate that them United attackers properly for the duration of the season. And I think all of them might struggle at a point. But I have to give him a bit of the Oli tax. But of course, accountability, there's got to be a reason. And obviously, well, man, he might as well be a foreign player because he hasn't touched Premier League. You know, he needs to get up to the pace. There's probably culture shocks and whatnot as well. The good thing is he's a young man, he's 21. The narratives can change. And I mean, if people were written off within that period, we wouldn't have certain legends, you know, when Cristiano Ronaldo written off, if he was written off early, you know, if Henri was written off after 11 games, he wouldn't be this Thierry Henry for Arsenal. I'm not saying Jaden's going to join them, but I do believe in him. And I don't think you, I'm always one of them. I don't feel you lose quality overnight, people, really and truly. Sorry, people, just seeing if this article is worth, worth it. I mean, if you look at Spurs this season, they're quite toothless in front of goal. Sorry, because the ads come up. When you look at goals scored per game, they're 18th with 0.67. Non-penalties per game, they're 19th. Big chances created per, per game, they're 18th. Shots per game, they're 20th. Open play chances, they're 20th. So again, Nuno needs to do stuff in, in attack. I don't know if sacking him for Spurs solves anything right now, and I wouldn't advocate it, but it does look like he's out of his depth. And as I keep saying, the first 20 minutes for me as an Arsenal fan were the best. But when I look at it, and I say that because you look at the touches of their key men, I don't have it to date, but you know, the I think out of Endombele, Son, Mora, Kane at a point, the most of them had, the, the out of 20-odd minutes, the most touches one of them had was five. And then there was, I think Kane definitely had two at a point, you know. Now, ultimately, Son has still scored, um, but you get the point. Again, he needs to facilitate them. It's quite crazy, you know. It's quite crazy. And I don't know where Spurs go from here. I don't think they're going to sack, man. But, you know, there were three goals down in the North London derby at halftime. Have to pass the pad. Got dealt with against Crystal Palace and Chelsea. It's not good, really. And I mean, they did win the league in August, so they have to keep some perspective. First ever Premier League title winners in August. You know, typical Spurs fans not knowing how to win it, not knowing how, how trophies work. But fair play to them. It is what it is, people. You know, I don't think, I think Nuno has inherited some of these, but some players are bad, you know, with bad habits and the, the system needs to change and the cycles past it. But he does look out of his depth at this current moment in time. He looks a bit like Emre in that, he needs players that aren't prima donnas or think that, you know, you know, they, 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 you get what I'm saying? He needs to work with not the lesser talents, because I wouldn't say that, but people that have less of a, of a chip on their shoulder. There's a lot of them at Spurs, if I'm honest with you. Um, so, yeah, is there anything else I wanted to speak to you lot about? 
No, there isn't, people. I think we've, we've covered in the, everything, really. Shout out to Tony Smith-Rowe Pinnock and Tony Damari Gray. Damari Gray and Tony, you know who you need to end up playing for. Um, Smith-Rowe as well, if you want. And yeah, man, it's nice that we got we got three points off we got three points off the North London rivals and them things there. It's a decent start to the week, but we've got Brighton on the weekend. You know, obviously, for me, I'm going to be stopping off and doing Champions League watch-along, so I hope you lot will all join me, but... For these 40 minutes, people, I'm done. There isn't anything else to really hone up on. So I'm going to leave you lot to get ready. I'm not going to go live at 11.30 because I've got a couple things to do, but you will get a live on my YouTube before I obviously do the, you know, the Champions League watch-alongs on Twitch and YouTube. So make sure you're following on Twitch and YouTube and you're setting your reminders. And I'll have to love and leave you lot. I'll catch you lot later, people. But for now, it's always a pleasure, people. DG Nation to the world and back. One love to everybody that's here. If you're on YouTube, hit the like buttons and them things there and subscribe. Make sure you're following and subscribing on Twitch and setting your reminders as well for today. Also on that topic as well, people, make sure you're following me on Twitter, Instagram and the rest of it. Better than that, have a great start to the week, which I'm sure you're having. Stay in good health and we'll buck up again, people. I'm out. I've been given like